This is John Cloud Jones. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Yo, it's your boy Buddy Hughes. This is Jazz the Kid Chisholm. And you? Logged on to 10th Year Seniors. The 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. You logged in with 10th Year Seniors. You dig? Now, I don't like to brag. I don't like to brag. I like to just be truthful and honest. But I feel like that's the best intro we have had in well, the history. I wouldn't say it's the best. I'd say you're getting, you, you, you're getting better. That's the best. Uh, you're getting better. Do you have another one that comes to mind that you can hold against that to possibly challenge it as being the best? Yeah, read option September 16th. I think that was week two. Asshole. Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is the read option. This is our gambling part. You think they're flying too high? They can hear that? Probably not. They can't hear it in the speaker. As with any NFL content we bring to you, we have to remind you that Colin Kaepernick was blackballed from this league in the 21st century for peacefully protesting police brutality against minorities. We should all be conflicted about how much we love and follow this, but we do. Here we are. Cardo, how much money did you make last week? None. All right. Cool. Very, 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 very poor week. <laughs> you know the format by now. We got five picks. We pick one underdog to cover the spread. We have one lock of the week, and then we get into our parlays. Doing this would make me realize how important sports betting actually is. You didn't know that already? Yeah, but I knew it, but in terms of how, many, how much money I've lost so far, theoretically, is is really tragic. Oh, this is my plan for retirement. Like, I live check to check. I don't have another plan. This is it. So if I don't hit on some of these parlays and be getting all of this stuff right and have a week like John had last week, Kai's in trouble. Yeah, but I like the way it is balanced out. You hit one week, next week it's like, you had what I had this week. (laughs) What you've been having a couple weeks. (laughs) From the ones we lost, (laughs) dying on this day. We're recording this on Wednesday, October 6th. Buck O'Neill, 94 years of age in 2006. If you don't know Buck O'Neill, baseball legend, Negro League legend, Hall of Famer. And he said, I've seen people, friends of mine, who've had this problem. He is not talking about gambling. He's talking about being a Dolphin fan. I thought he was talking about being an Atlanta Brave in 65. It worked out pretty well for Hank Aaron. Mm. So he probably wasn't talking about Hank Aaron. You know, worked out well for him on the baseball field, not so much in life, because, like, racism. There's that. That's why I thought he was talking about the 1965 Atlanta (laughs) Braves. And from the ones we gained on this day, happy birthday to Trevor Lawrence, (laughs) turning 21 years old. So funny that a Jaguar came up this early in this podcast. A quote from him, what the hell is my head coach doing? That's what she said. No, that's not the real, that's not the real quote from him. But I'm sure he's wondering what the hell his head coach is doing. So Trevor Lawrence said, it obviously sucks. Losing is always hard, especially when you feel like you're prepared and had a great week and really think you're ready. Just obviously didn't play well. And that's how I feel like all of my picks go. True. But I also think that's what Urban Maya plan for the week was. You know what Urban Maya plan for the week was. And she was a blonde and she had uh, a white blouse. From you see her grip his shirt like that? Yeah. You, you know, know it was action. You know what that shirt grab yeah, is? Yeah, you know it was action. The only thing left to do was for her to do the look back. I think she did the yeah. look back. She did the One look of back. the shots I saw she had yeah, the look back. Yeah. See, once they give the look back a confirmation, then they do that shirt grab. Urban, <laughs> let me explain something. The shirt grab is all the confirmation we needed. Like, that clearly says that 
she's with you and this is more than just a dance. Whoever recorded the video, you like my Yeah. Full no, stop. No, um, Urban should have treated that like Dave Chappelle does his comedy shows. From you come into my bar, you put your phone down. I don't think he day. owned the bar, though. That's the problem. No, that was his. That's his bar? That was his place. Oh, no. I scanned the security. Everybody getting fired. The bartender got to go. We got we get treated like how Tiger was treated his spot. Every, everything shut down. I was. I thought you were going to say how Tiger was treated something else. Yeah. Before we get into week five, let's recap week four. John went perfect on his picks this week. Shout out to him. <laughs> 5-0, and oh, he hit on his lock of the week, his underdog covered, the only thing that tripped him up, his parlays. Two out of four. No, legit, we gotta have to use that exact same sound to describe all my picks. Oh, we about to get to you. That's why I always leave you for last. Uh, appreciate that, appreciate that. Know, you, know your boys. Alright, so I went 4-1, and one. I hit on my lock of the week, my underdog covered, my parlays, I was close. Just two out of three, but I still feel like I deserve Jamaican air horns. Now let's get to Cotto. Go ahead. You have yet to have a week where you've been above 500. Yeah, because I pick years. with my heart. Yeah, that's my heart. Not, that's not the way this works. That's I not know, a, my wallet that's tells not me how any week. of this works. Stop picking with your heart, bro. All right, so Cotto went two and three. Hey, I, I could have gone three and two, but Mark Jones... He was right there. Could have, would have, should have. He did hit on his lock of the week. Mm-hmm. His underdog did more than cover. They won outright. That's what we have for. But his parlays, two out of four. Well, technically, it's two out of three because Grunk didn't play. But I'll take the two out of four. I said two out of six, but he did some cheating mismatch. It was no cheating. Thing. It all was one of the, who was it? I can't remember. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. All of that was a part of one parlay. He was supposed to have a monster game. Anyway. And then he forget. Your sound. Now on to week five. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose, subconsciously. A quick stat about week four before we actually get into these picks. Last week was the first week for the entire season that the favorites actually won the week. The underdogs were seven and nine against the spread last week. Headed into week four, they were 30 and 18 over the course of the first few weeks. That's crazy. So underdogs really been killing it. And all that tells you is that there are no experts at this. And these first few weeks, all of us are just feeling this out. Like you don't know who's good and who's bad yet. All that tells me is the Dolphins still have a chance. No. Daddy ain't tell you that at all. That's the last thing. You got to read in between the lines. It say the underdogs cover and the Dolphins will win. Didn't, Didn't read that. It's in there. Our first game of the week, the Thursday nighter. We had to go with the Thursday night game this week because it actually may and it has game of the week potential because it's another NFC West showdown. And you got to look forward to these every single week now because this division is just this good. The Rams on the road facing Russell Wilson and the Seahawks over under on this game, 54 and a half points. Rams favored by one and a half. What you thinking? I told you when we were doing the pre-pod conversations that it's surprising that you have such a big game this early on a Thursday night. Usually, these quality Thursday night games don't come up until late in the season. So to see something this big, this fast, really impressed. But looking pause. at the... Yeah. No, definitely pause that. But yeah. looking at the Rams the last few weeks, they have had a up-and-down stretch showing up for 
um, the Buccaneers and then falling apart last week against the Cardinals. I think they bounce back this week against Seattle. Seattle is a quality team. The game is in Seattle. That's a tough defense no matter who's showing up that week, but I think the Rams have enough offense to get it done. You think we're at the point with Seattle's defense where we view them based more on reputation than what's actually in the front of us? Like, for our generation, right, when you think of the Ravens' defense, you still will always think that that defense is good just based off Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, and everybody else. They have nothing to do with what's there now, but based off reputation and the uniform, there's still a connection there. I think that's kind of happening with Seattle. No, it is. That's why I was saying. It doesn't matter who shows up. You expect them to have a strong defensive performance. You expect them to have a secondary that cover both, you know, cover the field. So you, you expect them to dominate. It doesn't matter what names are on the back of the jersey. You see a Seahawks defense, you expect them to be great. I'm conflicted with this game uh, for one reason, right? Go on. I trust. I really trust Russell Wilson in prime time. I always expect him. And to I trust Russell. I, well. I trust him in life. So does Sierra. I hope she does. I trust him in prime time. So that's one. Actually, there are two reasons. That's number one. Number two for me, the Rams went up against Kyler Murray last week. I did not pick Kyler Murray. Surprising. And this is a similar situation. And although I think the Rams are going to win this game. I'm not going against Russell Wilson. Oh, wow. I, I trust in Russell Wilson in prime time. I'm, listen, if it's close, and this game is clearly close, as Vegas indicates, if the line is one and a half, if it's close, I'm always going black quarterback. Bro, I just hope for the fact. Well, not hope. I know Matthew Stafford is going to be on the sideline run at 10 YS tape back. He could just be warming up that. What do he say? If it's close, I go in black quarterback. Okay. So I am taking the Seahawks to win this one. We're going to run John's picks at the end. I'm very interested to see what, what do you think about the, the point total in that game. You think they're going to go over? You think it's going to be high scoring? Or? <sighs> I, I don't know because it's so, it's so difficult to tell with these Thursday night games because energy. Energy, there's not enough. To, you know the taxing thing that football does to the body. There's not enough time for them to recover. Both of these teams had, well, every NFL game is a difficult game, but I just never expect Thursday night football to actually be good. Whether it's high scoring or not, I don't expect it to be a good game because I just don't think people are ready to play yet after playing on Sunday. So I wouldn't be surprised if, this is a low-scoring one. If this is something where you see offenses struggle and then Russell Wilson has to do some disorganized stuff no, to no, pull it out late. Strong time to be disorganized. Oh, Thursday night football, Here best time to be disorganized. Like you said, Here bouncing back again. from Sunday, you ain't got the playbook all the way under you. Probably needed one or two more practices to get it in. So perfect time to be disorganized, Thursday night football. So John's pick for this game, John is going with the Rams on the road. Against the Seahawks. Interesting. I want to see how Jalen Ramsey go pull up to the game. I know why he's leaving. With a W. <laughs> you to the punch there. Game number two. The Jets and Falcons. Everyone's on the road in this game. And <laughs> we are sending this beautiful export to good old London, England. Jets and Falcons. Falcons getting... Three and a half points. Why do I keep doing this to London? Anyway, the over on no in this game is 46 and a half. And I just want to say, well, number one, I'm surprised they didn't send the Jags. Because the Jags. I think the Jags is the second game in London. Of course they are. Because they like the official team of England. Yeah. Uh, 
How you think Urban Meyer could do in them pubs? Well, look, y'all, turn up. <laughs> turn up. These are the these are the two franchises that you're sending. Like, I mean, well, when you think about it, are there two better suited franchises that desperately need to leave the continental U.S. more than Atlanta and New York? No, but this is even more the reason you send them. It gives their fans something to have in a prime time moment. They don't know the prime time games now. I don't know how prime this could be. You know them, them early London games. We just forget about them. We just forget about them. <laughs> but them dudes who ain't got nothing to do, they 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 go watch. They go watch. I don't know. I just feel like if you're trying to bring this country into football, why do you always send them the worst players, the worst games? Because then there's somebody who go buy the jerseys. The jerseys ain't selling all the way. Selling them in London. Do you think there's a sect of uh, football fans in London that like really like obscure Jags players. Like they think Cecil Short is the best receiver they have. Nah, they do. I, I'm pretty sure in those same pubs that every man is gonna be in this week, there's conversations. Yeah, nobody likes Cecil Short over here. Like a bunch of Maurice Jones Drew fans just oh, thinking he's dang. a top ten back oh, of all time. I legit would have. There are conversations, dudes. Like Emmett Smith, Maurice Jones Drew. I just think this is this is all still blowback from the American Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. They, it's, they, it's punishment. They never forgave them, it, so they're never going to send them their best. They just won't do it. Who you got in this game? <sighs> I give this a lot of thought for two reasons. I don't think you did. No, I, I, I did. Matt Ryan doesn't travel well. I think this is his second game in London. I don't know the start on it, but I just don't... I. <sighs> Both of these teams are horrible. But I feel I lo- like Matt Ryan travels well. He's well, rich. Well, oh, yeah, definitely first Travels class. like John. Strong point. Mm. I think you need to see the pitches for, for support. PJ. But, <laughs> but in this game, I, 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 both teams are playing horribly. I like Zach Wilson. Matt Ryan is somewhat still decent. I just lean towards the Falcon for the mere point that they have a better team. They have Kadero Patterson, former Patriot. His career is amazing, by the way. Bro, he does it all. I'm His surprised. career is amazing. Legit. ESPN Fantasy League started to listen as a running back this year, and nothing ever made more sense. How did he switch to running back late in his career? No, what happened is when he was in New England, it was just like, bro, we ain't throwing you the ball. All right, I can run and coach. And he ended up running the football, so now he's a running back. Cardell Patterson was a premier receiver, turned into a return specialist, and now he's just a running back. Because he's bigger than everybody and fast. How did that not work at receiver? Because he couldn't catch. Oh yeah, you he need couldn't to do catch. That. That's like, that's an important part of it. A quick a quick out pass to him could work. You he, give him the ball like twenty plus yards. Screens and flares. That's all he got. Now I remember one time he got a thirty yard pass from Brady, and it literally hit him in the helmet, and it hit him so hard that it literally bounced right into his heart. He it's almost like he dropped it. Like I don't want that. <laughs> I'm going Falcons too, um, just based on the fact that I cannot trust the Jets. I cannot trust Zach Wilson to string together two competent games. He's quickly becoming one of my guys, though. A lot of organized play in this game for you. Yeah. Two very organized quarterbacks going up against each other. Yeah. But, I mean, listen, I I get it. I see the flashes. He, he, when he throws the ball, it looks like Josh Allen throwing the ball sometimes. Like, when he gets time and he can, he can zip the ball in there, which you said is very important. I, Probably seen this dude comfortable on three series the whole year. No, because I mean, if he's like never the line, like the only persons that should be more afraid than Zach Wilson, like like legit, is Jacksonville rappers. Like it's very dangerous to be there for rappers, but that's what his career is. I feel like Jacksonville low key dangerous for everybody except 
Except Urban Meyer. Mm. Of course, he owns a bar. I mean, don't leave your girl around Urban Meyer. Mm. He'd look back. Tim Tebow doesn't need to just pray for him. Shirt grab. Yep. We're going to get to all of John's picks at the end because I'm flipping back and forth and doing all of that. But So we both have the Falcons in London. Matt Ryan is going to reestablish himself he ain't reestablish with a fan. new fan base. He's not gonna, oh, he probably even ain't going to do that. They could probably just be all Zach Wilson fans after this. I think this is the Kyle Pitts game. People have been waiting on the Kyle Pitts game. I think this is where you get it. You disagree strongly. Very strong. All right. Game three. You got Green Bay going on the road to Cincinnati. Packers getting three points on the road. Over under on this game, 50 and a half. Packers are Bengals. Bengals, all of the new changes. The first step, well, yes. The first step is getting talent. Sure. Yeah, that's important. The second step in being a great team, altering that uniform and getting fresh. I saw it happen with the Bucks when they went from creamsicle shitty orange to the pewter and whatever the other color is, whatever. Till they went to this version of the uniforms, you know what happened? Super Bowl. Changed the uniforms and it works. Patriots were close with the Curtis Martin, um, Drew Bledsoe teams. Sleeves were too bright. That, that was the problem. The sleeves were too big. Well, that was, that was the era that they played in the big pads and the big sleeves and all that. Uniform change. You win, you win six. It happens. That's all I'm saying. Bengals made the subtle uniform change. You get uh, Joe Joe Burrow and this incredible receiving core. I like this Bengals team. They need to change their running back coach. And until that happened, I just ain't on board with it. There's no way in the world you'd run Joe Mixon that way. And then it was just like, yeah, he looked tired now. Got a little injury. We, get, we, we hang it up. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I'm taking the Bengals to win this game at home. Taking the Packers in a beatdown. I believe in this Bengals team. I like the I like the over in this game. I think this is going to be I more love, than 50 points. I love the Burroughs chase connection, but I, this is one of those games where Aaron Rodgers have no pressure on him. He's going to legit dominate. Do you think it's possible if Joe Burrow actually becomes one of these transcendent figures in the NFL, and he becomes his quarterback that wins the Super Bowl. Do you think it's any way that you can stop Bahamians from adding that S to his last name? <laughs> because I don't think there's any way. If I could get a line on that, I'm betting on that. Because there is no way Bahamians calling him Burrow. Like, he is going to be Burrow's if he becomes that guy. No, factual, factual. He's, jo- he's Joe Burrow's. From he, he was drafted, any Cincinnati Bengals on based in the Bahamas, like we draft Joe Burrow's. Imagine imagine him being Tom so Brady famous. He, they think he's from Long Island. They, Boy. they think he's from Long Island. Foot stop. He just needed to be in the sun a little longer. So he even like, ain't got to be in the sun. They can make excuses. No, you got to be by the water. You know, you to get that salt... It turned, start turning red. You know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, like that, he, little, that little orange glow. Yeah, he need he need that uh, look for them. Right now, he been he, you know he too Cincinnati and there yet, but he's he could definitely be someone cousin. Mm. He could work for Abaco. Strong. I don't strong know if he point. worked for Long Island. Strong right? point, Abaco. Any boroughs in Long, uh, in Abaco? Check it out. We gotta look into that. I don't know. I barely know everybody in my family. Game four, you got the the Browns on the road facing the L.A. Chargers. Chargers getting a single point over under on this game, 48 and a half. This one is tough. The biggest, the biggest impact, and this line may change again by the time this game rolls around on Sunday, but the biggest impact on this game 
just revealed on Thursday, Baker Mayfield playing with a torn labrum. Now, he's not going to miss time, but it kind of explains some of the erratic play that you've been seeing. And you had people equate that to him just trying to force the ball to Odell Beckham or him not being able to play when Odell's there because he feels like he needs to get this dynamic receiver the ball, not having Jarvis Landry there. I mean, with the injury, I still think that's what Baker's trying to do. I ain't going to make no excuse for it. Baker's the style of quarterback. He feels like he have to go through the motions of his offense and feed certain receivers. We we knew that from he was in college. So I don't think the Tom Lehman made it any better. It does not affect the way he thinks. Baker Mayfield is a gunner quarterback. But it does affect the way he moves and throws, though. Like, no? It does, but what I'm trying to say is Cardo, it does it's not. football. Which is true now. But I'm talking about his decision-making, not the quality of his throws. Okay, he had a throw to Odell in that game that could have put that game away if he made that if he made that on point. I feel mm-hmm. like that's one particular play that you can point to and say, Well, wow, torn labor. No, definitely. Definitely. And I'm sure I'm sure if you go over the film, it's tons of those that you could see over the course of a game where he was just missing receivers on plays that would have been catches. And Baker Mayfield is an accurate quarterback. Like his first two seasons in the league, he would he was accurate at a historic rate. Yeah. So, I mean, for him to be as egregious. Jones, right. Better. For him to be as egregiously bad as he was in certain spots, this kind of explains that, though. Yeah, but I it, it does not, but it does not explain away his poor decision-making. I'm not saying that the injury has not impacted his play to date. Yeah. All I'm saying is, if you look at his decision-making, there's been some questionable ones. The commercials, or you mean when he used to have to bear it? In both. Both. It was one time he was doing like a Hulk Hogan biker mustache kind of phase. That was like a season and a half ago. That was questionable decision making. You saw the most recent commercial when what he's is, like gossiping outside the stadium. Oh, his commercials are great. Eh, that one I wasn't feeling. I like his commercials. I don't feel like Big is a gossip type. I feel like, you know, the book club one was a pretty good idea. But that was the point of the commercial. Yeah, Baker. He's the homeowner and Yeah, but you don't stand on your lawn just gossiping. I don't feel like that's Baker's look. I feel like he's the kind of person who just gives out cookies and keep it moving. AML no use don't get commercials like this when you add humor and nuance. Cause I think they know that. So much you tell them. That's two pods in a row. Anyway, anyway, uh I'm taking the Browns on the road. I am taking the Browns on the road. Um I understand that Justin Herbert seems transcendent. Seems? I understand that he is. And this is not me trying to downplay Justin Herbert because he can't should be an can't adult. Because he should be an adult in your See your size? I'm pause. Not. You can't downplay it. Wild card. Gross. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the Browns on the road because, and not so much for Baker Mayfield, although I he's going to gut it out and play, but this is the best running game in the NFL. They have two legit Every down box. True. Because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are every down box. Like, I still feel like the Chiefs miss Kareem Hunt to this day. So, for that reason, and because of that defense, Justin Herbert, very composed. But now you got to go against Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Miles Garrett got to go against him. I understand, I understand how great Slater's been. I understand how great this offensive line has been. But Jadavion Clowney on the other side, too. Now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like the Browns in this one. I'm taking the Chargers and Asante Samuel Jr. with a pick. 
Sure. How about Asante Samuel Jr.? All right. I mean, I don't know why you feel like you had to, like, stunt or whatever. No, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite cornerbacks. He's going to be a Patriot very soon. No, he won't. I mean, even if he goes to the Patriots and he becomes a great cornerback and is up there for defensive player of the year rankings, all y'all can do is let him go anyway. Yeah, but three years later, not in the moment of the defensive player of the year. Do your math now. Let's get to what I think is going to be the game of the week. The Buffalo Bills going on the road to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs getting three points at home. Over under on this game, 56 and a half. That is probably low. I Hammer the over on this game. Which is true, but I want to know how to spread so low. I oh. mean, I know the Chiefs have been struggling the last few weeks, but it's Kansas City Chiefs yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah, but don't forget how tough the Browns played them in Kansas City. Yeah, but... Well, when the Raiders beat them, that game was in Kansas City too, right? Yeah, the Raiders just sneaked them every couple of years. Yeah, so I'm saying, so you compile that with the fact that the really? Brown, that the Bills have been averaging like 40 points a game. I th- I saw a stat where their point differential over the last 13 games is something ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's a record. I think the last team that had that kind of point differential was the Patriots back in the day. And I understand it's skewed because they just. I mean, they was playing the Texans, and the Texans got this long-neck quarterback with three names and nobody knows. Oh, you got to you got to pause all of that. Have you <laughs> seen him? Yeah, but I mean, he can't follow up, but have you seen him? After? <laughs> you no, pause seriously. What, what is his name? Davis, Davis, Davis Mills. Please go Google a pic of Davis Mills right now. He looks like some sort of creature from a kid's book. Don't do that in front of your kids, please. Yeah. I beg of you. Okay. If you have young kids, stare at that in the corner somewhere. Anyway, he's horrible, and they beat them. They beat them forty to nothing. They mm. also ran up forty on the Dolphins. Somebody else. But then, then you lose week one to the Steelers. You think about that. And who else did they beat? I think they beat another bad team. It was Washington. Mm -hmm. So their three wins this season have been Washington, Miami, Houston, and then you lose to the Steelers. So people may be saying, and they're going to have an easy run in the AFC East, but Paper Tiger? I wouldn't say it's a Paper Tiger, but this is the game where we could really gauge what the Bills are. Yeah. Because like you said, low-grade opponents, they they literally mop the floor with them. Yeah. Against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh isn't even that good, but they... Have a serviceable defense and a running back that can control the pace of the game. They didn't perform well. Now you take that up against Patrick Mahomes, and this is why I question why the spread was so low. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Edwards Alaire, that combination can control the pace of the game, and I think that's where Buffalo struggled. If you let Buffalo get out ahead of you, it's hard to keep up. But if you find a way to keep that offense off the field and constantly put pressure on that defense... I think you could find a way to beat that team every time. Yeah, but I think a part of the reason a part of the reason that spread is so low is because this Chiefs defense has been bad though. Oh, and then you look at the fact they've that they've been bad from the Super Bowl year. That's what I'm saying. So if a, if you have a high scoring offense, which the Bills do, you have to assume that they're going to be able to answer and be able to hang with the Chiefs. I mean, the Eagles were in that game to a certain extent. Yeah. No, fair point. You fair assume point. that the Bills' offense, when clicking on all cylinders, unless Josh Allen regresses to what he was two years ago, you assume that they're going to be able to put up points too. So I feel like that's a part of the reason why. That's just distrust in this Chiefs' defense, and they have done nothing to prove that people should trust them. Absolutely nothing at all. So I, mean, I get why the call you by your name, Jan, so. Old people spoke. Yeah. So the game is close, so I'm going with my rule. If it's close, I'm going with the black quarterback. 
I got the Chiefs at home. Well, I mean, technically, if you look, the Russell, I mean, they ain't really that that block. I mean, he got the curls and the Troy Polamalu look. What do you mean? He's not that block. <laughs> Those are just noises. That didn't explain anything to me. It said everything. Did it? Yeah. No. Chiefs at home. Think about it. I will. Chiefs at home. Thank you. So John is going Rams, Falcons, Packers, Browns, Bills. So he agreed with you on the Rams and the agreed with both of us on the Falcons, with you on the Packers, with me on the Browns. He's the only one taking the Bills. He wow. Old choice. Yeah, he no, he know how AFC East teams to win Kansas City. All right, now that we got that settled, let's move on to our locks of the week. So for my lock of the week, um, you're gonna be happy to hear this. I'm riding with Mac Ten. Oh wow! I'm riding with that shady character Bill Belichick who ran the greatest quarterback of all time out in New England. I should have known it was a setup. I'm riding. Should have known it was. I'm riding with the Patriots over Davis Mills and his ridiculous brontosaurus neck. Pat's favored by nine on the road. Lock it in for them to beat the Houston Texans. Who you got? I prayed on because said that for my Patriots though. But um, speaking about the Patriots, this week we traded. The former defensive player of the year to Carolina. So that completely influenced my decision. It's the only reason I'm taking the Panthers. Even let me tell the people who the Panthers player. But I like how secure you are of my lock. Carolina over Philly. Lock it in again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being... Very much so distracted by parenthood. Why is boy annoying me right now? Leave me, boy. That's what children for. <laughs> All right. John? I don't know what John on this. I don't even think John sent us a lock of the week. John don't care about us right now. Let's move on to our underdogs against the spread. So the team that I am picking, the team that is not only going to cover, but I actually think this team is going to win outright. Anyway. But I'm picking them as my team to cover the spread. I am going with the Detroit Lions on the road. Lions, seven and a half point underdogs against the Minnesota Vikings. This is the one week where I think things are going to go right for Lions fans. I'm picking them. They're going to cover. They might just win this thing. What is your What is your actual personal feelings towards Kirk Cousin? The RG3 shit wasn't fair, dog. The RG3 shit wasn't fair. And I'm just going to tell you, I still don't think he was better for the organization than RG3. I know it was something deep-rooted. Go ahead. Go ahead. This boy out here, anti-voxy, I can't pull for anti-voxy people. That that just ain't in me. Uh, I don't want the Bills to succeed because of Cole Beasley. Like, you you could do that shit. You better be quiet about it. I just ain't here for none of these anti-vox niggas. So... That's, that is what it is. Like, I didn't keep getting these big ass contracts for being supremely average. Don't fuck her cousins. Sorry. That's it though. I just wanted to make sure because it, it it seems personal every week, but not that we cleared that up. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know it was so obvious. Yeah, but now that we've cleared that up and you've said it with your chest, let me go into my lock of the week. We talk about Pittsburgh and how much they're struggling the season. Yeah, it's so bad last week. I think. 
Aaron Rodgers and the Pittsburgh head coach fell in love on the sideline. I don't understand how or why, but it's very weird in Pittsburgh right now. They have a good rookie running back. And for all those reasons, I still think Denver and Teddy Bridgewater is going to upset this upset them this week. Go in Denver. Is Teddy Bridgewater going to play? I think he was still in concussion protocol. Yeah, he's up to today. It was trending as if he was going to play. On they probably still win if Drew Locke plays. Right? That's my guy. He's listened to a lot of Jeezy. Yes. You know why? Drew Locke, unorganized or organized? Very organized. To appreciate he faced it and he remember from Denver. All right. Got to light up. You got your parlay ready? Yep. Let's move on to our parlays. I'm looking for a parlay. You looking for Par Parlay. P-A-R-L-A-Y. Y'all know parlay? I like how you laugh at it every time. Even <laughs> no, because that's how I feel about the parlay. Because I try to go, why y'all coming here? And who y'all looking for? But this is the week for it, dog. Let's go. Yeah. Starting my parlay. It's a four-part parlay this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is Baker Mayfield projected or projected not to cover the spread. He's projected to go over 223 yards against the Chargers. I'm going to go with that. I think, despite the fact of me picking the Chargers in this game, I think Baker still puts up points. With a torn labrum, I think he gets over the 223 needed. Part two, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's projected to go under 308 passing yards against the Bills this week. We talked about the defense earlier. I think he smokes that. Boy, you had me scared. <laughs> I think he smokes that. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes with the over on that. Uh, of course, big news this week is the Bears have handed the starting job over to Justin Fields. Uh, projection this week, Justin Fields under 30 and a half rushing yards. I thought the big news this week was the parliament post party. No, definitely Justin Fields. Okay. They have some other stuff going on with that, but we can leave that alone. Okay. I'm taking Justin Fields on the over in this. I think he's going to get over 30, 31 rushing yards this week. And the far part of my pile, I got to go with one of my guys. It's the only reason we're doing this part. Daniel Jones projected to go under 270 yards this week, passing yards against Dallas. I gain up to my guy. My guy can get that. Defense tough, but I trust Daniel Jones. I just want anyone listening to this to know that Daniel Jones is not one of the reasons that we do what we do. Cardo, Cardo said that, and he meant that strictly for him. I don't give a shit about Daniel Jones. I don't even think he's good. He's great. He's great. He, he took Duke out of the slums and has never been the same for that program since. Duke just moved slums adjacent. Yeah, but... They still. ain't really out of the slums. You see what he's doing with Giants. He turned it around. They're getting back to the Super Bowl level Giants. Daniel Jones. Okay. My parlay. So, I've been conservative, I think, these first few weeks. Congo conservative. Too conservative. Swing for the fences. I've been going three-part parlays. Mm-hmm. So, in honor of our name, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going 10. Lie. So, that, that all in favor of Mark 10. You know that? I'm going with a 10-part parlay. Starting with number one, Kyler Murray. How are the over on him rushing for over 40 yards? Kyler Murray rushes for over 40 yards. Number two, Devin Singletary, Bills running back against that aforementioned chief defense. He's going over 42 yards rushing. The man going over 100 yards rushing. But keep going. Even though he's, he may be splitting carries with Zach Moss, still going over 42. Everybody getting yards this weekend. DeAndre Hopkins, the over on 76 yards receiving. In that matchup, Cardinals against 49ers. Who do they think they... Who, who covering him? I don't know. I mean, 70... 
That man could get almost 200 yards. They're due for they're due for a big game because so many defenses have been locked into trying to stop that DeAndre Hopkins matchup. He had to deal with Jalen Ramsey last week, and even though they won, he didn't have the kind of DeAndre Hopkins versus Jalen Ramsey numbers you know he wanted. Quarterbacks know that you got to manage your skill position players and especially your receivers. I mean, Hopkins don't even practice, so you know you got to manage him. I feel like Kyler gets him the ball early and often. He puts up that numbers easy. 76 yards. <laughs> Number four, Davis Mills. Talked about so much on this podcast. Davis no. Mills. <laughs> the over-under on his longest completion, 33 and a half. I'm going with the under. Dave- Who you pass the 33 yards to? <laughs> I'm going with the under. On Dave, what defense? Davis Mills does not get that. That's number four in my parlay. He could be a 36-yard interception return by J.C. Jackson. Number five, these motherfuckers in Miami. Devontae Parker projected 62.3 yards receiving. I am going under. Devontae Parker does not get that. The only time the Dolphins throw the ball is if they down by six touchdowns anyway, which they probably will be to the Bucks. but, you know. I guarantee you he's going to have a pass. One pass. We do this every week where he goes over that yardage. I'm going with the under. And I can be so mad if that's the one parlay that messed me up. Number six, Zach Wilson. My guy. One and a half touchdowns, going under. One and a half. Put some respect. He's not passing for two touchdowns. He's here in the London now. I picked the Falcons, but he's here in the London. He can put on a show. Not doing it. He can put on a show now. Number seven, New Orleans Saints and the Washington football team over under on that game is 44 points. Hammering the over. I think they're actually going to score a lot. I think this is one of those weeks where Jameis gets those four touchdowns on his customary 150 yards. Customary. I think this is one of those weeks. Only if he's Visine right. If the Visine right, I could, I, could, I could respect it. Number eight, Titans and Jags. <sighs> Titans broken up. Jags, their coach don't even want to be there. Being projected strong. for 48 and a half points. I'm going with the under. I do not think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Going with the under. Number nine, Packers and Bengals. Oh, we went, we went over that one, projected for 50 and a half. Going with the over on that one. I think that one will be a high-scoring game. I know who you think you're on for the Bengals, but okay. And number, the 10th part of my parlay Eagles and Panthers. Panthers favored by four and a half points. I am picking Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to win outright and upset Carolina Panthers. You probably get upset on the drive to the building, but not in the game. Ten part parlay. All the best to that, son. I think I may be able to do this every week. No. The three part parlays wasn't working for me. Mm. So you, you thought you would do better by upping the amount? Because I feel like this. Oh. I thought you would have said you felt like Kobe. And the Kobe feel like shooting more is make it better. Wow, okay. <laughs> Actually, yes. All right, let's talk Depoy futures before we get out of here. Now, the first two to three weeks of the season were completely about you and John just talking about how Chandler Jones is going to be the MVP of the season. It's clear that he's under stress. Now he's not... He's barely hanging on to the top five. Actually, no. He's not in top five for a defensive player. Clearly, he's under stress. Okay. When he was comfortable and in his moment, dominant. Now he's under stress. So one week, he was comfortable and in his moment. Yeah. he's under stress. Yeah. You know, it takes one bad week. In this case, it took him three. Miles Garrett got drug tested because he uh, wore his jersey without the sleeves. They saw his arms and it was like drug tests. 
they also remember the video of him hitting that Rudolph kid up beside the head. I feel like that was him calm. So definitely need to drug test him. Yeah, that was him calm. Second on that list is, of course, Aaron Donald, who's always going to be there. Oh, number, definitely. Number three is TJ Watt. What? That was perfect. But seriously, what? Yeah, him. But Pittsburgh, they have been playing like, okay, okay, white people. Number four is that corner from the Cowboys, Diggs, who just keeps catching interceptions every week. Is this a weird mix? And I always tell people it's J.C. Jackson effect. Some cornerbacks play the game in such a way that you don't think of them as a threat until they start to intercept your... Let me pause that before I say it. That, mm-hmm. uh, a, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I respect this game. He's been performing really well over the last few weeks. Then you got your boy Chandler Jones coming in at six. One of those... Uh, Alt-right Bosa brothers at seven. Alt-right. Then Jalen Ramsey at eight. And the other alt-right Bosa brother rounding out uh, our top ten. Is it yeah, ten or did it? That top ten really fizzled out real quick. That like was just a lot of... You know why the top ten fizzled out? Because it was eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apparently just got tired writing. But yeah, that top eight list really fizzled out. It's like it's just a bunch of anger there. I just never wanted to be one of the alt-right bosses because forget that. All right, that'll do it for us. When we come back next week, I'll be rich. Let's clean the other bits. <laughs>